You are tuned in to the Sparkles and Fairy Lights podcast. Imogen Campbell is your host and she will tackle issues that tend to sneak up on one and wreak havoc on the unprepared midlife soul. First up, perimenopause. If you are in your 20s or 30s, feel free to join the conversation and be ignorant no more. Hello to you all. This is Can You Believe It? Episode 13 of the Sparkles and Fairy Lights podcast. Let me introduce you to today's topic, fabulous style in your 40s, with a quote. Giorgio Armani famously said, Elegance is not being noticed, it's about being remembered. Such is the dramatic impact art, fashion and dressing can have on on an individual. Indelible impressions imprinted on the mind, never to be forgotten. Definitely a powerful sway of the senses and mind. My fascination with fashion started in the era of the supermodel of the 80s, when I was a teenager. The days when a supermodel like Linda Evangelista said she would not get out of bed for less than 10,000 US dollars a day. Women who always seemed to be put together and effortlessly chic. Well, that is the impression I got. The days when Christine Turlington, Kate Moss, Naomi Campbell, Cindy Crawford and Claudia Schiffer ruled the runway and were the it girls of their time. Since then, Alexa Chung has been the standout it girl for me. Me, effortlessly chic, chic, not so much. I have not been cut from the same cloth. Never subscribed to that school of fashion or thought. I was a pear shape, caught in a surfboard mindset. I wanted the dresses to drape and hoped that it would twirl around my ankles. Never quite did. Perhaps it was the models of the time, but it was really J-Lo, Beyonce, and in later years, Kim Kardashian who set the pear shape free. Perhaps role models do make a difference in our perceptions and acceptance of our bodies. So to state the obvious, it's clear that I've never been a maven in the style arena. I'm not dishing out gems today as a result of my great fashion fraught. On the contrary, it's always been a bit of a struggle. I've always wanted to look polished, but instead of looking like one of those society darlings nailing a look while dressed to the nines, I can more identify with the likes of someone like um, Bridget Jones, the character, tripping through life. Can you relate to getting dressed only to have chipped or smudged nails, flyaway hair, mismatched clothing, a creased item despite making every attempt to iron it? A stain you hadn't noticed? Some thread hanging loose somewhere that you dare not pull? Ill-fitting or bunching undergarments, etc. The list goes on. Something, somehow, would trip up the entire outfit and ramp up my insecurity. Are there any other kindred spirits out there searching, searching for effortlessly chic like me? Because it was anything but effortless for me. I decided to make a sincere effort in the sphere of fashion a while back. I trolled YouTube and in recent years I found women whose style I admire and managed to learn a few lessons from on the way. I've long longed for a tribe to belong to creatively. But online I found women who were all in their 40s and beyond, women who were thriving in that style in spades. To boot, they were dispensing helpful advice by the bucket advice I thought was valuable and could take to heart. 
This is what I'm going to share about today. So who are these fabulous women? Well, they're stylists, journalists, women in the public eye, and some simply with that natural gift of knowing how to style. I will mention a few YouTubers in particular. It's Dominic Saxer, Beth Jalali, Erin Busby, and Elisa J, just to mention a few. Um, some with Italian and French inspirations thrown in there as well, and a focus on sustainability. I find it refreshing because in times gone by, women of this age were often neglected in favor of younger women. But there has since been an explosion of content for women of this age and beyond. Marketers and advertisers are also cottoning on to this and that this age group also has some disposable income at hand. In other words, they have woken up to the fact that older, and I'm going to put that um, quotes, have the desire and the means to want to look good. Plus women like Jennifer Aniston, J-Lo and Sofia Vergara and many others are showing what 50 can look like now. And immediately, yes, the dressing like mutton versus lamb debate is sure to rear its head. This has been used to describe a situation when a woman fails to dress her age. I have a lot of compassion because often we don't realize what the changes are we need to make at the time. I've, all, I've had days when I have to ask myself whether a dress I'm wearing looks too young. Who does that when they're young anyway? And understanding that you are advancing in age is hard. I think that there comes a day, arriving wholly unexpectedly, when your arms, for example, are fully batwing, and wearing a certain sleeveless outfit no longer looks flattering, or one's skin no longer looks as luminous and smooth as when one was younger, and a dainty piece of jewelry looks out of place. That day is a day of reckoning and acceptance all rolled into one. It's not easy acknowledging that things are changing. Whatever views you have and where you find yourself on the spectrum, I'd like to quote Dominic Saxo, who implores us to dress stylishly at all times. Though not quite addressing this topic specifically, she's requested women to keep a classy girlfriend in a 2017 video. And if you've spent a lifetime meticulously crafting your wardrobe and then all of a sudden experience changes to your body and discover that your clothes no longer fit, it could leave you throwing a hissy fit of frustration or crying a puddle of tears trying to come to terms with it all. To add insult to injury, some perimenopausal symptoms bring about mandatory changes to our wardrobe. Perhaps some we really are not as excited about. Today my scope is narrow. I'm just going to share the nuggets that I've gleaned. If it works for them, I certainly can take a page from their book. So the very first one I'm going to refer to is Back to Basics. Time and time again, ad nauseum, the same advice is told out. Make sure that you have the right basics. It's always in response to women who bemoan the fact that they have nothing to wear. I can relate to finding it hard to combine all the pieces in the wardrobe. Your staples required are either in the wash or laundry, need mending or look tacky and need to be replaced. If you aren't sure what these basic pieces are, please check out my blog for links to these aforementioned YouTube channels second one, undergirded by proper undergarments. The role of good underwear and lingerie cannot be overstated. Wearing good quality pieces will certainly help to make or break an outfit. Everyone knows about visible panty lines or dark colors showing under light clothing etc. We can all relate to a faux pas or two. I have this creamy dreamy dress that I love, but the floral undergarment I wore recently did not play along. 
So dear friends, actually still on the basics, get some undergarments in appropriate colors and make sure you have plenty in nude not to cause any distraction. <laughs> Number three, keep it simple. Here again, I'm going to quote something attributed to Leonardo da Vinci. He says, simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. Let that one sink in and think about it. Um, for someone as accomplished as Leonardo was, it's something we really should not overlook in our bid to look great. I'm sure he didn't quite mean our wardrobes, but he has a point. It is in the way we carry ourselves, how we accentuate our best bits, etc. And Elisa J, I referred to earlier, also mentioned that one's blacks need to be black, whites need to be crisp and no fuzz. Number four on my list is capsule wardrobe. Linking to the previous point, the capsule wardrobe has been extolled for some time now. It is when you limit your wardrobe to just a number of key pieces each season and has been the rate for years, especially for those focused on sustainability. The trick is getting all the pieces to work well together and in neutral colors. Though it has mirrored, I think there's also room for some glam pieces, don't you think? Number five on the list is balance and symmetry. Annalisa J was also the one who emphasized this and helped me to understand the idea of creating balance or symmetry with colors, proportions, textures, cut, shape, etc. I think to be able to do this, you need some fashion savvy and knowing what works that only comes with trial and error. But I think if we've, if we've reached this age, we've been at it for some time now, and I suppose now is exactly the time that it can all come together. To illustrate, think of the pear shape I mentioned. Sage advice is to keep darker colors, for example, at the bottom and wear prints or designs at the top to draw the eye from the larger bits if that's the look you want to cultivate. Number six, wool, cotton and natural fabrics. It makes sense that if our clothes are going to look good on our bodies, we need to wear the best possible quality fabrics that we can find. I don't mean the most expensive, although there is a clear correlation between the two. What do I mean? Choosing natural fabrics over synthetic ones that are not breathable. Think cotton versus polyester. Natural wool, linen and cotton really help to regulate the temperature and keep cool in the summer or in the case of wool, keep you warm in the winter. Number seven is the cut of the garment. The type of garment you choose to encase your body in should fit properly. It should add to your body's proportions and flatter your shape. Or what is the point? I think having the right cut is going to give you the confidence you need. Each to her own, there's no hard and fast rule. I will mention one thing here as well, it's just hemlines are worth noting. Um, we need to be discerning on this point, that's all I'd like to say. And then number eight is color me beautiful. Color theory dictates that some colors suit us and others leave us looking decidedly washed out and dull. Um, the latter adds nothing to your outfit and people may come up and ask whether you're sick. Kim of the YouTube channel, Secrets of a Stylist, hit the nail on the head for me on this issue. She said that obviously we can be warm or cool toned people and that we should wear um, warm or cool tones of colors correspondingly. She managed to keep it quite simple, which I liked. Um, check out her video. I really think it's worth it. It's called Why Don't Some Colors Look Good On Me? Skin Tone Versus Undertone. The penultimate one, number nine, tailored to a tee. I'm not sure if any of us are able to have our outfits made haute couture. Off the peg and ready to wear is our eye roll. And since we're also unique and special with bodies that vary even between the same size, tailoring outfits is a must I've heard. 
Nothing says not put together, like threads hanging around buttonholes, literally holding on by a thread, gaping and bunching garments, guilty as charged, too tight, clingy numbers, ill-fitting, done it all, and then you have to keep fidgeting because you've got to keep, you know, getting everything right. It just needs to fit properly. And I'm preaching to myself because this is something that I just slip up on so many times. Then number 10 is confidence, accessory, perfume, etc. We've all had the opportunity to meet somebody who is polished and she just oozes style. You just know it when you see it. There's just that something special emitting from that person, something we can't always put our finger on. It's the way that individual moves, the way she talks, the way she conducts herself. She's comfortable in her skin and the outfit ensconcing her skin. Chances are that she simply made some effort, accessorized, made time for herself and invested in that hint of perfume wafting pleasantly in the air. I think we can all learn from her and incorporate it into our own lives. And this is what makes all of this so encouraging is that we can just take a little bit of nuggets gained and just really make a difference in the way that we present ourselves to the world. If this, of course, is something that's interesting to you too. And as I cottoned on to some of these tips, there were some interesting issues to consider. Firstly, um, and I'm guilty of not mentioning it sooner, is just the how underrated our health is and how important it is. Um, as I was um, researching, I discovered that one of the silos mentioned above had been diagnosed with breast cancer. So I just want to again implore you, to, I want to ask and remind you to please take care of yourself and get your medical exams and checkups when they do. Because great health is actually stunning, it looks great, and it helps you to cut a dashing figure. So we need our health, and um, before we can do anything else, we need to be in pretty good shape. I'm talking about health-wise, I'm not saying we need to go, but just be healthy, do the things that you need to be healthy. Secondly, most of these style icons live abroad. So I will agree with you, living in South Africa, though stunning, it does have some drawbacks. We need a, we need a budget to be able to make should we have long-lasting durable pieces. Consistently buying high-quality pieces, as some mentioned, are often out of reach for a large number of us. You know, it also depends on where we wear our clothes. In more affluent parts of our country, where wealth is flaunted to some degree, one could easily become a target of crime if you're perceived to be wealthy. So therefore, remaining street smart is vital and reading the proverbial room is important. Um, I suppose, it's safe to say that we have to look after the pieces we do in fact already own. A bit like a James Bond movie. Let them die another day. Taking extra care and being meticulous about storage can go a long way to preserving our special pieces too. Thank you for joining me. I hope you've enjoyed it. I know it's a different take than usual. And um, as we're ne nearing the end of season one, hands and feet get special treatment next week. I look forward to chatting to you then. I'll be back at 3 o'clock UTC next Tuesday. God willing. See you then. Thank you for lending an ear. If you are new, consider subscribing. And if you feel inclined, please leave a review or let me know your thoughts on Facebook or Twitter.